If you can sit down, I don't know. How many were here last week? Whew, was that a service? It's one of our, uh, that'd go down legendary service of TLC. That was awesome. And people got healed all over the sanctuary, all over the, the auditorium that day. And we still have reports of that stuff still happening because God wants you well. Uh, I'm not going up there just yet, but Scott, yeah, you can go ahead and take that up there. Um, but yeah, just amazing. Uh, just hearing things. We were in the core leader meeting today and talking with just our leaders, and they were saying how the Lord touched them during that service, and and got they got healed in that service, and then uh, uh, you know God's just that's what He does. I mean, and we we almost act amazed, but isn't that what He does? Isn't that truth? And the enemy has had us by the lie for so long. Of just like, oh, God doesn't want you. And so you have to put up with this or you have to put up with that. There's so much you don't have to put up with, but we put up with it anyway. Can I just tell you this morning, you deserve what you tolerate. And if we're not going to tolerate it, man, let's just, let's just get in on God and do what he's wanting us to do. I'm, I'm just so excited about where he's going. This church is about to really almost relaunch itself. And that's what I believe he has uh, spoke to me this morning. I just text Ron and said, can we put this up there? We'll put it up towards the end. I didn't even think about it till I was standing there and the Lord. So uh, I, anyway, I'll, we'll, we'll show it to you at the end of service, okay? Uh, just a short video if he can get it up. Uh, so if that works, if it doesn't, I'll tell you about it and you'll be fine. You can look at it yourself. <laughs> But we, you know, he gave me this idea just actually a few weeks ago when I was, again, standing right here. Didn't come, you know, I came prepared for what I do. I always do that. But he said, do, you know, in the Bible, they, they talk about seed to the sower. Are you with me today? Seed, I feel like standing up here. Are you with me? Seed to the sower. Going to give you seed to the sower. So he, he gives you seed and, and then what you do with it. That's why I've, I've tried to teach you that we, we have the authority. We take it out of where we got it, and we put it where we want it to go. And when we put it into the kingdom, he has now legal jurisdiction to work on your seed. People don't always understand that, but sowing and reaping, as long as the earth remains, sowing and reaping. Seed time and harvest, it's what the Bible says. How many knows the Bible doesn't lie? So gives me this idea. I've never done it this way before. I've done it a few times before, but never this way. Before, the church gave away money. And we would give it to people, and they would say, okay, and then they'd bring back what they did with it in a certain time frame, multiplied, and, and it was a good lesson and all that. <laughs> and he said, You're not, don't give money away. Let them invest because they need to see it. Because if I give you money, you have really no investment. If you do nothing with it, there were some that did nothing with it. You know, nothing, nothing in it, nothing lost, no skin off the game, so to speak. So if you invest in it, so this is why if you look out there, I'm, I probably sold out now because I just put it out there. Um, but I have a table out there. We'll have more than one table out there next week if you want to bring a prototype of something. If you're like, oh, I got a great idea, I can do that. Uh, I just bought stuff to make beef jerky. I don't have deer jerky out there, but I could, but, and I may do that, but right now it's beef. But I'm pretty well sold out already. 
So I'll bring a bunch more next week. But anyway, it's out there, and there's a, there is a, a price on it. $6 a, a 2.5-ounce bag, or you can get two bags for 10, 10 bucks. Can't find that in a gas station for that price. But it's all going for the kingdom. And here's my point. I, my original investment was $46.07. Didn't spend the church's money to do it. I spent my money to do it. Are you with me? I'm not in this to get my money back because it's not my money. It is always God's money. So I'm in this. I'm not planning on getting, I'm not going to take my $46.07 out and put it and be like, okay, everything else is. It's all the Lord. So on the 24th, Christmas Eve, we're bringing anybody that wants to, now don't y'all make jerky, I'm doing that. Okay. <laughs> But, I mean, if you want to do, uh, there's some people, Sandy might be doing jam or jelly. Somebody might want to do cookies or whatever. And you want to bring some of that in. And now, if you're all like, oh, no, we can't bring that into the church because you can't buy and sell. We're going to do it out in the lobby, okay? So get over it. <laughs> so it's not a big deal because your heart is, everything's going to the kingdom. We're not trying to be self. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is all just going and we're, we're just going to do whatever the Lord wants so anyways, that's why the table's out there. If you have an idea and you're like, hey, that would work, bring your prototype of whatever that is. If you're building something, making something, or if it's something that's very easy like cookies or, or not jerky, but, you know, whatever. Uh, put it out there. And, and then after service, just if there's something that you like, I had people take jerky today and go, I don't, can I bring the money next week? Yeah, I don't, I don't care because this is the Lord. This is the Lord's house. This is what he does. I trust you. He sees all that. It's going to be okay. But are you not? I'm just stoked because I've already, more than what I've ever made, we've, I already have more money than what I've invested. But it's not my money. I get to, I get to bring that back to Jesus. What would you do with it, Brett? I gave you something. What would you do with it? Lord, I made jerky. That's my boy. So you just let God be God to you. Lord, what, what's an idea? Here's what will happen. You'll enjoy doing, putting your hands to something, because according to the word, he blesses the work of your hands. That's true. And you will be sowing into the kingdom, seed, multiplication. All of these things will now become, the Bible will come alive to you. Now, I said all that even just to say this. The same as seed time and harvest. There are laws in place you cannot change. If you don't believe in them, it will not change the law. You can say to me, Brett, I don't even believe in these laws. Okay, you go ahead. But I do, and watch what happens. You cannot believe in gravity. Gravity's still going to work. And if you say it will not, after church, you go up the top of the building, let's find out. And you won't like the, the result because it works. Well, I don't believe in gravity. You should have believed because it works. Doesn't matter. Those laws cannot be changed. Those are already in place. The kingdom, you cannot change the kingdom. It is already in place. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is God not giving you provision to work here on this earth that's what he does. We should be the examples of his kids. The people will be like, I don't know how that happened, but I want to find out how that happened. I mean, that just is amazing. 
So this is what we're finding. When we take authority, when we take our lives and go instead of... Because the old saying, God is in control. God is sovereign, but not the way that the world and church have viewed him. He's in control. He's in total... No, no, no. You have a part to play. You have authority. You can allow or you can stop what the enemy is doing. You can receive or not receive. We just watch people. We just How many remember what Audrey did? She had everybody stand up. She, she taught on things that we've taught on, but still same principle, same law, stuff. You're just hearing another voice. She had you lay your hands on that. People got healed all across the auditorium. And they, they're calling in like, it was awesome. I got healed. I got this. I got that. You know, it's amazing. People went home. Things, they said, if that worked there, it would work. Yes. This isn't a, uh, like a, you ever have those people that have the three season rooms? You know, you, but you can't be out there in the winter because it's cold. But you can get out there in the fall until it get real cold. But spring and summer, it's good. God doesn't have a three-season room. God works all the time. Any season, wherever you are, that's where he is. He's inside you. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll say this so I won't put Mallory on the spot, but Mallory called. She goes, Dad. I'm like, what? She said, this is awesome. I'm like, what is it now? If you don't know who Mallory was, she's the pregnant lady that just led worship. I told, I told the core leader, I said, Mal, Mal has a story. She wants to tell you about a swelling, and then she walks out. <laughs> That's not the story she wants to tell you. But she said she'd been dealing with her foot swelling up, and it would swell up, and it would cause her discomfort. And she sat there, and after having, you know, been around good teaching and all of that, and what Audrey had taught her and, all, you know, what the word of it was, and she said, I don't have to put up with that. So she spoke to her foot. She spoke to the swelling. She took authority over that because Jesus said she could. And she watched the swelling go away. Went down just like that. And she called and she said, it's awesome. I'm like, I know. And that's our Jesus. Are you in the building today? I'm going to try to make my way up here. I don't know if I'm ready to go up here yet. I've got a message I don't know if I'm going to get to it, but I do. I do have a message. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. But it's part of what you need to hear, so it's good. But I'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Anyway, come the first of the year, um, you know, we're, we're revamping some stuff here. We're revamping. We want to revamp our connection. So if you don't know about connection, connection helps you find out about the church. It's kind of the, like the membership type class. You don't have to join there's no pressure. You don't even have to be on a dream team, but that's how you get on a dream team. And that's kind of what you want to do. You want to start serving. But we want to start doing more. We want to start stretching more. So next year, we want to do more things. We want to do more outreaches. We want to do more things in the community. We want to do more. We want to start. And I'll tell you what's been tough in this church, or maybe other churches, maybe it's not. It doesn't really matter where. But we've tried to do life groups, you know, like a small group. Life change happens in small groups because you get, you know, where you make friends. And it's tough to find small groups or to find somebody that will lead a small group. And do it in such a way, you know, or even 
host one. If you can press play and we can find something on a DVD, you can, you know, facilitate a conversation and just hit play. That'll work. We can figure that out. All that stuff's got to start coming into play in this next year. We have to grow. Are you with me? We have to. Uh, and I just got confirmed because I was believing that and I was talking to John. <laughs> John came up and said, you know, because we need more than to, we need to be able to connect more than just once a week. And we need to do that in such a way that gives God honor, but it makes it so it's like, oh, this is cool. And so, you know, like I'm coming from the Mansfield, Ontario area where I live. But, you know, um, and you guys just moved over that way. So, you know, not putting you on the spot. But, you know, there may be more people over there that would come here on a Sunday, but maybe do a small group over by by them, you know, by by them, by the strike. So, okay, how do we make that happen? And this is what happens. See, the enemy wants to get us all complacent. Let's just wait. Let's just sit here. You need to bring somebody to at the movies. That's coming up. It's a wonderful life. That's what the movie we're looking at. So you're going to have Jimmy Stewart. There they are, Mr. Potter. Zuzu's pedals. I mean, you're, we're going to have a good time. Everything will be on the screen. And there'll be free popcorn, candy. Get your friends here. Let's get where God wants us to go. Let's make the journey together. Because I'm telling you, if you're like, wow, I just I don't know if I want to, then you're going to have to watch me do it because I'm doing it. We're going to go. So we're going to talk about living the life God planned for you. How many want to live what God planned for you? <laughs> I want to live my life on purpose. If you're a guest here today, you stop at the kiosk out front or the Welcome Center, they're going to give you a free T-shirt. There is also three-quarter Live Life on Purpose shirts out there. I had them made a while ago. I lost them, and I found them. Uh, we don't give those away, and not that I wouldn't, but right now they, they had, we were selling those for 20. I didn't know what happened to them. We found them in a box. Actually, I think PK found them. And uh, so if you want one of those, and there's a few sizes left, those are 15. Hard to buy a three-quarter shirt for 15, but all that money is going for that miracle offering. That's what is happening out there with that. But I don't know, but I want to be happy. If I got to go on a journey, I want to be happy. I want to have a good time along the way if it's possible. I want to know what it feels like to be fulfilled. I'm going to talk this side. I want to know what it feels like to be fulfilled. I want to know what it feels like to go and, and have fruit to come back from what I've put my hand to. Are you, I'm, I want to be able to do something and go, I know God ordained it. God set me up. God anointed me. I got fruit from it, and I can't take any glory except God did it. I mean, I have been in services where I have seen gross go away, legs snapped into place, demons leave people. I've been in all of that, and God has done every bit of it. And it's been crazy cool. Stuff where people are like, well, I've never seen it. Okay. But I'm in church all the time. But I've seen it when it's not been in church. I've seen it when it's been at camp. I've seen it when it's been outside. I was in Walmart of all places. Why people <laughs> sleep bottoms and slippers are a standard staple at Walmart somehow. I don't understand, but you know, it was at Walmart and somebody came, was walking my way. Don't know who they are. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, the guy's going to ask you for a quarter and he's going to tell you he's hypoglycemic. I can't even make stuff up like that. I don't even know what hypoglycemic is. 
Does anybody know what that is? Sugar? High blood sugar. Okay, see? Aren't you glad I'm so knowledgeable? So this guy just walks up to me. And sure enough, he goes, you got a quarter? And then he said, I'm hypoglycemic. That was the next thing out of his mouth. I got to pray with him. I got to minister to him. I got to tell him about Jesus. I'm telling you, God is coming back. I, we went out with Audrey for lunch. We had the best time. It was wonderful. It was like Kim had said, you're, all, you're my virtual best friend. We've been best friends for over a year. She's been watching her all the time because all the lady talks is Bible. Truth, truth, truth. And so she looks at me in that French accent. And she says, Pastor Brett, what makes you frustrated? <laughs> and see, my wife knows. My kids are like, oh, oh, Lord, because he'll start talking like that. I said, well, I'll tell you why I'm frustrated. <laughs> and they just both of her and Janet start laughing at me. But, you know, so that's just I don't know. I had a lady that was Korean. She said, oh, Pastor Brett, you have big yard. Right away out of my mouth, I said, no fun mo." My wife's looking at me like, why? I don't know. It just kind of comes out. I don't know. There needs to be a two or three second delay on me somewhere. Where she can go, wah, you know, because I'll get the claw under the table or the, ow. Anyway, I told her, I said, you know, this is, uh, this is what I'm frustrated about. I said, because when I went into ministry, I didn't want to be a minister. I didn't ask to be a minister. Are you? It's not like I didn't grow up going, I'm going to be a minister. My mom would take me to meetings, and every meeting I would go to at eight years old or nine years old or ten or whatever, and we didn't go to that many, all of that, but all I remember is every time that guy would pull me out, and they would prophesy over me, and I remember crying, and my tears would be hot. And I would I'd ask mom, why am I crying? Why did I cry? And she would just say, that's God, honey. And there was no other explanation. That's just God, honey. And I, so I'm like, okay. And I'd go back. I was just a kid. I mean, I loved superheroes, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. I mean, I wasn't an abnormal. Well, okay. <laughs> I tried to be normal. I've tried real hard. But... Okay, my point is, I wasn't planning. I ended up, you know, uh, because when I grew up, maybe like some of you, we were in the, I'm not going to really stay with that. Ron will probably go to what I told you to do by the end. No, you can't. I won't do that. Like I said, okay. <laughs> Was that the video or the song? Okay, all right. We'll do the song later. All right. <laughs> so... How many of you were part of the Clean Platers Club? Three of us. Great. So nobody is in here older than me. We Starving kids in China would eat that. I'd be like, well, then give it to them. Because my mom fed me stuff that they would not. I don't think starving kids in China would eat it. That's other stories, but what I'm saying is I had to clean my plate, so she wouldn't let me get down till I cleaned my plate. I could not be hungry, but I had to clean my plate. So when I went to school, you know, I was always, they, this is what they call, this is a nice word for being overweight, you're husky. 
And so then every year we would go, that's the only time I got new clothes. And we would go, you'd get JCPenney plain pockets. That's what we would get. Or unless we had some, we'd get plain pockets. And they, you have to go try them on. It's hard to find a place where you can try on stuff anymore. I mean, you, can't, you can try them on at Walmart, so I do appreciate that about Walmart. I like shopping at Myers, but you can't try anything on there. So anyway, you had to go in there and try it on. Then you had to come back out. <laughs> and my mom would make me come back out in front of all the other moms and the other kids that are all sitting there doing the same thing. Pull your shirt up. Mom, I don't want to pull my Pull your shirt up. And then she'd have to put her fingers so far inside, you know, just to see. I don't know. These are... If you ever watched the Goldbergs, I lived part of that. <laughs> They're too tight in the crotch area. These are not good. These are, you know, and you're just like totally, <laughs> to this day, if we go try something on, Kim will be like, let me see them on. I'm like, that ain't happening. <laughs> You'll see them when I take them home if I like them. That's it. And she, she just has grown to be like, okay, I'm good with that. But she does, you know, so anyway, I love my mother, but man, woo! Where am I going? Never wanted to be a preacher. So anyway, fought all that during school. Got into my high school year, lost the weight and all that stuff. And I started working out. I asked for barbells uh, for Christmas one year, and, and Dad got them for me. So I, I got these barbells and started working out, and I started using them once I got into high school. I used them a little bit when I first got them because I was still just, I think, maybe 12 when I got them. And I joined a club, and... And my body started responding pretty well, and then, they, you know, and then they offered me a job. And, uh, and so I started working there, and, and uh, I got to where I enjoyed working out and all that. And to make a long story short, I ended up uh, becoming a bodybuilder. And so I ended up doing that. I got my card, my International Federation of Bodybuilder, my IFBB card, and you know, I started competing and started traveling and competing and did all of that. And... In between all that, I met her. And so she came to some of my contests, and, and uh, I was starting, I wasn't uh, winning any contests, but I was starting to place and, and starting to get noticed and was starting to get, uh, you know, hey, if you come and be in this contest, we'll pay your entry fee. And that's always, if you're a bodybuilder at the beginning, that's a big deal. Because if they're going to pay your way to go in, you know, I mean, I still had to go and, you know, whatever, wherever it was. I said all that just to say, when her and I got married, my focus was not what it is now. My focus then was, I, was, I told her when we got married, I was going to be Mr. America by the time I was 30. That was what I was going to be. That's what I told her. So when we got married, that's what we, that was what she, you know. And so my, my week was, this is what I did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is how I worked out. If I had a contest, I worked out six days a week, and this is what I did. Okay? Are we, so I, I'm not going to end up doing this. I'll have to do that another time. So uh, her and I were getting serious and um, because I was just like, you know, she was amazing. She is, you know, you ever, you ever meet somebody, and, and it's like from that moment, you're, maybe you don't know, but your life is like, Okay, whew. my only concern after I met her was that she would not want to stay with me. That was my big, I was like, because I thought she can get anybody. And it's just me. You know, I, I had like two pair of jeans, corduroy jeans, a pair of cowboy boots. 
I mean, I, I was just plain simple. All that being said, her mom and dad went up to Port Clinton to vacation. I don't know why the Lord's had me share all this because this was not in my plan. So I went up to, to there just because I, I just drove up there to spend the day with her. And I just wanted tennis shoes. That sounds pretty. But I was going to get tennis shoes. And uh, I was going to go to the Toledo Mall to get them. And that's where we were hoping I'd find them. And uh, plus, I got to see Kim in the process because they didn't have them in Marion, you know, the metropolis of the world. So I thought maybe if we went to Toledo. And so she's getting ready in this cabin, and Charles and Charlotte were getting ready in, in the back bedroom. And um, I sat down, and they, Charles was a TV repairman. He could fix anything. That man, I saw a lady bring a TV to him while, we were, while I was visiting there. Charles, it doesn't work. He fixed it, and this is a true story, with fishing line, a bobber and a hook. I, he took the back. I don't know what he did, but he gave it back to her and said, just bring it to the shop when you're done with vacation. I'll fix it right. And the lady goes, thank you. It was one of Charlotte's relations. And I just looked at him like, how did you do that? But anyways, um, I sat down and he had a TV in there. And Richard Roberts, remind me to get back to Audrey. You, you, that's your job, Gibby. If you, if you fail on that, it's not going to be good. So... I sat down, and, and Richard Roberts, that's Oral Roberts' son, was baptizing people. And as God is my witness, I just sat down, and I'm waiting, as most men do, for women to get ready. And, and I heard this voice. And the voice said, out loud, said, that's what I want you to do. I looked around. I went over to where Kim was getting ready and knocked on the door. She said, yeah. I said, did you say something? She said, I didn't say anything. I went over and asked Charles. Charles, did you talk? I didn't say anything. Charlotte and him didn't say anything. I went back, sat down, and was like, oh, that's weird. And he said it again. And then, like, all the hairs on my body went, <laughs> And I said to... At that point, I, I knew something was going on. I said, you, you, if this is God, I didn't say if this is God. I said, you don't want me. And this is what he said. I don't know why he said this, but I'm just telling you what he said. He, and was, I heard it. it. It was audible. He said, that's what David said. And then, so I, I remember I was not the same the rest of the day. I did get my shoes, by the way. Um. And so things like that started happening. So I'm going back to Audrey now. So things were happening. Uh, and so she said, what is, what is frustrating? When I finally said yes to God because I had trouble sleeping and eating and everything, um, I went and got some wisdom uh, from some people that were, you know, just said, I, I don't know what's going on. And they said, well, maybe you should start moving towards that direction and see what happens, basically. And as soon as I said, okay, then I, I could sleep and eat, and, and all of a sudden everything was fine. <laughs> so in our first assignment, we had just gotten there, and uh, 
I mean, I, there's different times in, in, in my life where the Lord has spoken to me audibly. And there's times I've seen angels. And I, I was telling Audrey all of this. And I was just, you know, I don't know. She's going to think I'm a nut. I don't know what she's seen. She, she just shared with me. She said, I have not seen some of the things that you see. 98, 99% of the ministers probably can't say that. And I'm just like, I, I, that's, what it's, that's what's frustrating. Because why has it been such a struggle you know, here. Um, and so she said, I believe that you're getting ready to experience what you've seen. In that first assignment, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. And he would wake me up like just like, uh, you know, like you'd shake somebody. Not, not hard, but just gentle. And, and he would say my name. And I would hear my name. And I would think it would be her. And she's, she was sound asleep. There, you know, and so it wasn't her. And one time he did that, and he said to me, again, out loud, he called my name, and then he said, get up. Like, okay, I'm up. I'm up. And I felt like he wanted me to go and pray. He didn't say anything else. I went and prayed. And then later on, we found, and he put these people on my heart, and I prayed for them. And they came back to church uh, that next Sunday, and their testimony was we were in an accident, and the Lord spared our life, and we were saved from this, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and we were like, okay. And they said exactly the time that I was woke up, because he, that was the family I was praying for. So when they started giving this testimony, I'm like, okay. Anyways, back to rewind, back to he woke me up. I get up. I go out to the living room. And he said, turn on the TV. So I turned on the TV. And there was Benny Hinn. How many remember Benny Hinn? Now, Mallory grew up watching Benny Hinn. She would, <laughs> she would come and pray for people, and she'd say, fall down. Because <laughs> that's, you know, everybody that Benny prayed for is like, you need to fall down, I guess. And uh, uh, I'm not saying that's right. I'm, I'm, you know, if God wants to put you on the ground, you're not going to stop that anyway. <laughs> but anyway, they, they scanned the crowd. I'm being ve very vulnerable to you right now because this is not what I had planned. So, uh, so the, the, the TV scanned the crowd, and then I heard this voice again. And he said, greater things will you do. And I remember telling Kim, this is what he says. This is what... Now, this is all in the time frame of just walking life out. Now, I can't tell you that I've lived perfectly. I can't tell you that... Uh, you know, our kids weren't normal. Our kids are normal. I mean, we, we just moved in over there. And you ever see the original Pete's Dragon? Yes? Okay. We, people were coming and looking. We were living in the parsonage at that point. That people coming in to see. Zach comes out with a cape. Lop him up. Chop him up. Grind him up. Bind him up. Can't you hear the jingle jangle sound? Oh, yeah. And we're all just... Money, 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 by the pen. He walks around the corner, and the people are like, okay. <laughs> we didn't let our kids, you know, we only let our kids, we, because there's so much at that time. That was back when Disney was a lot more pure. Uh, and, uh, but we only let them watch what we put in the video. But, uh, so we, we had normal kids, and we, we laugh about it now. I think that's fun. But anyway, God did that. So she's asking me, what are you frustrated about? 
When's this? I'm 62. I'm going to be 63 in December. Like, when is all this? I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't get it. So, you know, again, if you're here in the service and those that are watching online, this is something that's happening right now. I am just telling you my heart because that's what he wants me to do. But I believe it is for a time coming. I believe I know he has his hand on this church and on me and Kim. And I know there are, there are waves of presence and anointing coming. Audrey had said, she said, I'm going to believe doors will open that have never opened for you before. And that I'm going, because she is going to the French-speaking nations. How we got her here was a God thing anyway. Because she was not receiving any invitations in the U.S. until she got ours and said, yes, I'm to go. And we are the only ones, to my knowledge, that that happened to. So in the meantime, guess what? I just got an invite to go speak at Pakistan. Now, she's not crazy about me going to Pakistan. So I was like, let me find out about this. I don't have to go. Because <laughs> it's probably not the safest place right now. But what they are going to do is they're going to, I, I, I really don't know. The guy's supposed to get back to me. They are going to remote villages and towns that are 98% Muslim. And they are going to videotape me preaching the gospel to these Muslim people, giving them a salvation message, and then praying for healing. And they're saying people are getting saved and healed by the droves. Do I want to be a part of it? Yeah. So, I mean, so I don't know when that's going to happen soon. So that just that text just happened this last week. I confirmed it with somebody gave them my name. So I called the person. Did you give so-and-so this? If this is a scam, I want to know now. <laughs> and he was like, yes, I gave him your name. And I hadn't talked to this guy in years. Um, you know, when we were in the assemblies, we thought our, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, uh, the church was growing. It was a good church. I mean, it's in an affluent area. Um, but, you know, it, it had struggles just like any place. And here's, if you're looking for a perfect church, you're never going to find one because you're in it. Because I'm in it. Because we're people. People aren't perfect. We, we don't always do everything perfect. You might be like, this isn't what I wanted today. Okay, come back next week. Probably won't happen like this next week. This is rare that this, I would just leave my notes and not do this. I'm just telling you something's coming. God. He's here, but he's, he wants to show himself strong. And he's looking for a camp that he can dwell in the camp. But we have to get ready. We have to start asking ourselves, whose camp do we want to be in? Because the world is speaking loud. Whose camp are we going to put our hand in? You can turn on a little music for me, Justin, if you would. Oh. What 
What is truth in your family? There's more than just what we talk about. When I, if you want to, we can't show you the video now. He said he couldn't get that up right now. So if you want to see this video, it was just sent to me. My sister sent it to me. Uh, She's watching right now back in the back. But I was in a, I was a guest evangelist, I guess, in another church, another city. And I saw this happen. This video, um, and I'll, if you come up, I'll show you where, I don't know. I mean, I don't have your information to send it to you, but you could look it up or copy it or I don't know how that works, but. Where I sent that to Ron, he might be able to show you how to do it. <laughs> but anyway, this uh, there was a lady there was a young, um, and she she had uh, like she put her feet out, and the Lord asked me to pray for somebody that had a limp, and so I did. I asked for that, and this lady she walked down, and uh, I, I'm out on a limb. Have you ever been out on a limb? I didn't know, so I, he said, tell her to sit down. So I said, ma'am, please sit down. I said, put your feet out straight. So she did. Her one foot was this and her other foot was that. And so there was about that much difference. And so she held him out straight. I said, put your heels together. He said, so I grabbed the back, I don't know. I, I've never done it before. So I grabbed the back of her heels. So I grabbed the back of her heels. This was pretty easy because he said, pull. So I just went like that. You know, people were standing all around, and her leg went. And I heard people all around went. <gasps> and I said, get up. So she stood up. I said, walk. She started walking without this. And her face was like, and people were just, And I remember standing there going, God, you're amazing. Why do we doubt? When we could see his hand, if we would only believe. Sometimes we have to see it to believe it because that's the world's way. But God is looking for a camp of people that will declare I believe when I, I receive, I, when I pray, I, it's happened. I don't have to see it. Doesn't matter what the symptoms say, because the enemy will always try to bring the symptom back. You'll get healed and he'll try to do, and that's when you have to say, uh-uh. Not happening now. I got healed on this day. I told the core leaders, write it down. Write it down on this day, at this time, I prayed, and according to the word, you see, this is the issue. This is what happens in America. We get our, we, we, if we don't see what we want, we make it up. We make up our own formula. Well, not all demons come out. That isn't in there. 
Every demon comes out at the name of Jesus. All power has been given unto Jesus and he gave it to you. The only place the devil should be is under your feet. We don't have to put up with what the world thinks. We just do what God says. And when we do that, things start happening. Can I, you know, just to say, think about the woman with the issue of blood. She declares her moment of faith has a moment of release and a moment of reception. She speaks, how many knows faith is voice activated? So you, she said, if I can touch his garment, I will be made whole. Okay? And so she works her way through the crowd, not supposed to be there, could actually be killed for being there, gets a hold of his garment, virtue goes out of Jesus, goes into the woman, and he says to the disciples, who touched me? And the disciples are like, everybody's touching you, master. But Jesus is saying, no, somebody knew how this works. Somebody knew how to tap this in. And see, what man will do is go, okay, we all have garments here. Now everybody get a piece of the garment. And if you touch it, it'll all, we'll make up our own. But Jesus has got, this is how this happens. The Faith always has that point. I believe I receive. But sometimes after we receive, because we live in this realm, the five sense natural realm, that's where the enemy attacks. What you see, what you hear, what you feel, what you taste, what you touch. And he'll try to send symptoms back to you. So that's why I said, write it down. When the symptom tries to come back, what did Jesus do when he got it is written. Just tell the devil, it's written. He said, I'm more than a conqueror. He said, I can do all things through Christ. He said, by his stripes, I was healed. It's written. I'm already healed. That symptom can't stay. Nope. And begin to declare, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, Romans 10, 17. Get that out of your mouth and start declaring the word of God and start walking by faith. And you will see things happen. I've seen people healed instantly. There are gifts of healing, gifts of miracles that happen, whammo, right on the spot. I've seen people that had to go do things. Remember Naaman, you got to, he told the guy, you got to dip seven times. What if the guy stopped at six? He said seven. You got to march around the city six times. And on this time, shout like your mama made biscuits. What if, what if they said, I'm only doing five? You see, you got to do some things. I called a lady out one time and she, he said, tell her to, to walk around the sanctuary. You've heard that story. By the third trip, she was running. What if she didn't want to do it? 
I'm asking you. Where are you at this morning? What camp? I don't know about you, but if I go to a camp, if I go to the enemy's camp, I'm getting back what he stole. They wrote a song about that. Remember that? I went to the enemy's camp, took back what he stole from me. I'm not giving the enemy any of the stuff God has given me. How about you? So if we would stand firm and understand how good God is and this 2024 coming, I want you to believe with me. Because if one puts a thousand and two puts 10,000, what we could put to flight if we all started saying, this is my church. This is where God planted me. This is what God is doing in my life. I will show the glory of God with everything in me. I don't care who sees it. I'm not embarrassed about it. Our first, and most of you know this, our first child was a stillborn. His name's Joshua. His birthday's coming up. Every year I go to his grave and wish I would have known what I know now back then. I can't change that. But I remember then Mallory came. And the thing I love about Mallory is she was totally different. She wasn't a boy, obviously. She was my little girl. And I took her everywhere I went. Took her every place I went. If if I could get her mom to let me take her, Mal, uh, she went with me. And Mal, when she was growing up, had this little tuft of hair that would stick up right in the back. So adorable. But she was just, she was so wonderful. And I said, God, we, you know, we felt like we wanted to have more kids and have a family. And, you know, more than, than Mal. Mal's just, she's always been a big help. I mean, Zach would say, Mal walks on water. <laughs> Mal never does anything wrong. No, you know, Mal did some things wrong, but Mal learned. All I'd have to do is tell her once, and Mal was good. Zach would be like, son. Boing, 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 son. <laughs> Hello. But anyway, this is what I told her, and this is a true story. We actually have it on video. I said to the Lord, if you give me another son, I will get on my knees and throw my hands in the air. I do not care who is in that operating room. I do not care. I will give you glory. And when he was born, I got to hold him. And I gave him back. And then I remember the nurse saying this. And I don't know who the nurse was. She said, God has been here. God has been here. And she grabbed my video camera and she said, Dad, I had those scrubs on, that goofy little hat, you know, that, and got down on my knees, threw my hands in the air. I said, thank you, God, for my son. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What do you need? He has the answer. He is the God of our finances. He wants you well. If you understood 
that he wants you healthy and well and prosperous. But we don't ask him. We're afraid because the world has taught us that God doesn't, he doesn't work like that. I'm here to tell you the world's been lying to you. He does work like that. We moved here. We sold our house where we were, and I loved my house where we were. It was a, just like a quad level, but I had 16 acres of the best deer hunting ever, in my opinion. It was awesome. And I, it was butted up against hundreds of other acres, and I was, that was my paradise, you know. And I did not want to move. But he said yes, and he said to come and start this church. And, so I don't know all the how this happened, but we had to get our house for sale and we got another house and it was a dream house and how God did it to this day. I still don't know how he did it other than he just gets all the glory for it. But Zach had said this way, told me, he said, Dad, we don't even know where we're going to live. And I'm like, God will do it. You got to understand whose camp I'm in. He'll do it, son. But dad, he'll take care of us. He'll do it. So then later when we got the house, many of you know, we, we did everything at that house. It was a bigger house on purpose because we did, the church survived at that house. Everything through the week was at that house. The life group met at that house. Bible study is at that house. Uh, we met in the school. Everything else happened at the house. But it was a gorgeous house. Uh, and so I asked Zach, I said, how do you like your shack, son? And he's like, he didn't know what to say. But God had did it. My point is this, and Ron, I'm, I'm going to point at you. We're about ready for the thingy. You already know it's coming, so it's going to take away from the sneak effect. But here's what my point is. If I know that I know I'm giving you truth, if I know, you know, we have sowed where we didn't know how God was going to do it. We sowed when we didn't see the other result. We have sowed thousands of dollars at one time with not knowing how to even pay for our kids for Christmas. And God said, just give it. And we would, and money would just show up. When you know that this, if God says something to you and you do it, you can stand there, you can square your shoulders back, and you can say this to the devil. That's from my wife's favorite era. <laughs> but when you do that, God will, he just comes through. Now understand this, and then I'm going to close this out, and I'll preach that some other time. I've, I started learning about the things of God and how good God was and how everything he said was always true. There was no, there was no swaying, and that's scriptural. There's nothing. He doesn't, he's not a man that he could lie. There's no, nothing that is a half-truth. The enemy does the half-truth. Now my father is in this room. So I'll tell you how this went down. I'm not sure where he got this watch, but he gave me a watch. It was a Seiko watch with a diamond chip in it. And he, so he gave me this watch, 
And, and because my dad gave it to me, it, it meant something to me. Because I was like, this is really cool. It's a Seiko. It's kind of a dress watch. I, and so I liked it. And I remember sitting in church. And, uh, and it, was a, it was a church we pastored in Pickerington. <clears throat> and there was a guy that was sitting there. And, and the Lord said, I, you need to take off your watch and you need to give it to him. And I'm like, I'm not giving him my watch. And he said it to me again. You need to take off your watch. You need to give it to him. I said to the Lord again. You see, it takes me a while. I said, I am not giving. My dad gave me this watch. The Lord knows. Does the Lord not know that? So he said, he said, Brett, give him your watch. Now, I have not always been like a Mallory. Yes, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. You're the greatest. So this is what I did. Yes. Lord told me I'm supposed to give you this watch. There was no like, brother, the Lord wants to bless you big time. This is a Seiko. If you notice, there's a diamond chip in it. So I just gave him the watch and his face turned white. And he started crying. He had told the Lord, I'm coming to church today. I don't even know if you're real. I'm at my end's rope. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to live if you're real. I'm just going to make this up. He said, he just said, have somebody give me a watch. Now, here's my point. I'm glad I was obedient. He didn't give the watch back, just so you know. <laughs> but in two weeks' time, I probably gathered almost five watches. People just started giving me watches. The UPS guy came to the church, uh, signed for this package. And this is true. This is what he did. Take it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know. I'm supposed to give you this stupid watch. So I got like watches in two weeks. And I, so I, I'm still not figuring all this out. Give a computer away. Give a computer away. Computer started coming back. Gave a car away. Car started coming. Give that away. Another car came. Give that away. Another car came. Give that away. Sell it. Okay. Don't take any money. Do this. Put the money and do that. Okay. Here's what I'm telling you. Just like what we're going to bring back on the 24th. You've got to get behind the things of God. When you sow into the kingdom. I didn't tell those people to throw their watch at me or to. I didn't. You know, we had when we gave the, the big checks and that sometimes those are painful. Everybody. Anybody ever do that? You're like, that can't be you. And then the reasoning starts, God would want you to pay your bills. Well, sure, he wants you to pay your bills, but you have to seek first the kingdom. You might be sitting there, I don't agree with that. Well, I'm not going to ask. I mean, it's, it's, it's up to you. But all I know is we did that. Did we still have bills? Oh, yeah. But then people started showing up saying stuff like, I don't know. 
I'm supposed to give you this $1,200 for Christmas for your kids? You're kidding. No. When do you do that? He just told me that this week. I can't get away from it. Take it. Okay. God would tell me stuff. Sow this. And I would sow it. And he would bring it right back to me and tell me, as quick as you can give it, I can get it back to you. Is he God? You see, the church, we've taught wrong things. We can't talk about money. People get offended. We're going to talk about it. We're going to learn what the kingdom says about it because it's not ours. It's his. So I want to be able to stand and tell the enemy. Well, this is what Maddie calls PK. She said, oh, mom will give them the the no-no finger. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's not the finger she's talking about. Just to be clear, the no-no finger is this. That's the no-no finger. You better tell the devil it is written. No, no. You ain't coming here. You can take your stuff and walk. You ain't coming here. Down the street, go wherever you want. But this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you let your faith shut the door on fear. You let your faith shut the door on depression. You let your faith shut the door on poverty. And you start saying, God, it is your will that I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, and you make the way. I believe it. I believe you're supposed to be, we're supposed to be the wealthiest people on the planet. I do believe that. You don't have to agree with me. That's okay. You can be wrong. <laughs> According to the Bible, it, is, it gives him pleasure to prosper you. But you, you got to understand this before you take this and run. This isn't so you can be, build bigger barns and hoard and have gold pipes and 17. No, it's okay to have a nice house. okay to have nice things. I, and he'll do that too. I get that. But it is stewardship. That's what it is. It's, it's just down to stewardship. It's not mine. It's his. So, you know, I've got a, I've got a brother just started coming here. Gary's right over there. I love that guy. He just said, hey, I'm getting a turkey. Anybody needs a turkey? Our, we already got our stuff covered. He's got a turkey. So you need to come and see me. I'm going to tell you where to go to get a turkey. That way you can gobble all that stuff up. But he just wants to be a blessing because he's saying, I could put it in the freezer. Could we not? But he's like, but what if somebody needs it? And they can't enjoy Thanksgiving because they didn't have the money for a dinner. God bless you. God's going to bless you guys for that. That's a, that's a, he didn't ask me to do that. So just so you know, he never said say a word. Matter of fact, he probably would say, I wish you wouldn't have said that. But I'm just telling you, it's the kingdom. That's what it is. It is about just saying, God, this is, this is what we need to do. We need to help each other. This church needs to be a place that everybody's like in Marion. And does Marion not need help? I mean, there's a lot of places that do, but I'm saying we're one of them. But boy, if God would show up here strong because his people in his camp are like, yes, Lord. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus.